Locke began walking south at a leisurely pace, crossing from the Isla Durona to Two Silver Green as he and Carlo had just a few nights previously. The hangman's wind was stronger than usual, and as he walked through the park in the washed-out light of the city's glowing elder glass, the hiss and rustle of leaves was like the sighing of vast creatures hiding in the greenery all around him. Just under seventeen thousand crowns in half a week. The Don Salvara game was well ahead of their original plans, which had called for a two-week span between first touch and final blow-off. Locke was certain he could get one more touch out of the Don in perfect safety, push the total up over twenty-two or maybe twenty-three thousand, and then pull a vanish. Go to ground, take it easy for a few weeks, stay alert and let the Grey King mess sort itself out. And then, as a bonus miracle, somehow convince Kappa Barsavi to disengage him from Nazca, and do so without twisting the old man's breeches. Locke sighed. When false light died and true night fell, the glow never seemed to simply fade so much as recede, as though it were being drawn back within the glass, alone reclaimed by a jealous creditor. Shadows widened and blackened until finally the whole park was swallowed by them from below. Emerald lanterns flickered to life here and there in the trees, their light soft and eerie and strangely relaxing. They offered just enough illumination to see the crushed stone paths that wound their way through the walls of trees and hedges. Locke felt as though the spring of tension within him was unwinding itself ever so slightly. He listened to the muted crunch of his own footsteps on gravel, and for a few moments he was surprised to find himself possessed by something perilously close to contentment. He was alive. He was rich. He had made the decision not to skulk and cringe from the troubles that gnawed at his gentleman bastards. And for one brief moment, in the middle of eighty-eight thousand people and all the heaving, stinking, ever-flowing noise and commerce and machinery of their city, he was alone with the gently swaying trees of two silver green. Alone. The hairs on the back of his neck stood up, and the old, cold fear— the constant companion of anyone raised on the streets was suddenly alive within him. It was a summer night in Two Silver Green, the safest open park in the city, patrolled at any given time by two or three squads of yellow jackets with their night lanterns waving on poles, filled, sometimes to the point of comedy, with the strolling sons and daughters of the wealthy classes, holding hands and swatting insects and seeking the privacy of nooks and shadows. Locke gazed quickly up and down the curving paths around him. He was truly alone. There was no sound in the park but for the sighing of the leaves and the buzzing of the insects, no voices or footsteps that he could hear. He twisted his right forearm, and a thin stiletto of blackened steel fell from his coat sleeve into his palm, pommel down. He carried it straight against his arm, rendering it invisible from any distance, and hurried toward the southern gate of the park. A mist was rising, seeping up as though the grass were pouring grey vapours into the night. Locke shivered despite the warm, heavy air. A mist was perfectly natural, wasn't it? The whole city was blanketed in the stuff two nights out of three. A man could lose track of the end of his own nose in it sometimes, but why? 
the southern gate of the park. He was standing before the southern gate of the park, staring out across an empty cobbled lane at a mist-shrouded bridge. That bridge was the Eldren Arch, its red lanterns soft and ominous in the fog. The Eldren Arch leading north to the Isla Dorona. He'd gotten turned around. How was that possible? His heart was beating so fast, and then... Doña Sofia, that cunning, cunning bitch. She'd done something to him, slipped him some alchemical mischief on the parchment. The ink? The wax? Was it a poison, drawing some cloud around his senses before it did its work? Was it some other drug, intended to make him ill? Petty, perfectly deniable revenge to sate her for the time being? He fumbled for the parchment, missing his inner coat pocket, aware that he was moving a bit too slowly and clumsily for the confusion to be entirely in his imagination. There were men moving under the trees. One to his left, another to his right. The Eldren arch was gone. He was back at the heart of the curving paths, staring out into a darkness cut only by the emerald light of the lanterns. He gasped, crouched, brought up the stiletto, head swimming. The men were cloaked. They were on either side. There was the sound of footsteps on gravel, not his own. The dark shape of crossbows, the backlit shapes of the men. His head whirled. Master Thorn, said a man's voice, muffled and distant. We require an hour of your attention. Crooked warden, Locke gasped, and then even the faint colours of the trees seemed to drain from his vision, and the whole night went black. <laughs>